Welcome to Murder on Silk Road. After 50 years, we have managed to overcome our technical <laughs> difficulties. I'm Julia, and with me is my friend and co-host, Lena. Hi, I'm Lena, and this is the podcast where we talk about Asian and European true crime cases. If you didn't know, that's yeah. what we do. We also Hello. have in-between episodes, Hi, that's but that's not today, so... Nope, doesn't matter doesn't today. Doesn't matter, we're just going to tell today... you a story. Or Julia is, I'm not. Yeah, so today... It's not us telling your story, it's just me. Mm -hmm. It's always just one of us, and this time it's me. Yes. And, um, yeah, last time you asked me for a hint mm -hmm. of what we were doing, and I didn't know yet, <laughs> yes. so I couldn't give you one. I remember, yeah. You were very honest and um, told us so you I didn't guess, have a, yeah. you haven't decided yet. So, what is it? So, we're going to a uh, country in Asia that we haven't gone to yet. Okay. I asked you privately and your guess was Thailand, yes. right? Well, I'm sorry to say <laughs> from your reaction that was an I incorrect was guess. Wrong. So, can I get get another guess? Okay, go ahead. Okay, wait. Asian countries we haven't been to. Can you give me a hint if I was hot or cold with Thailand? W warm. warm. Okay. Oh, there's so many to choose from though is it the exactly so i don't know what kind Indonesia? of hint <laughs> whatever i'm gonna say philippines nah sorry. Okay, what is it we are in vietnam, vietnam today oh my gosh okay i met someone who lives in vietnam today <laughs> but today yeah today but doesn't matter uh do we have a trigger warning for this episode well trigger warning i guess would be um murder Okay, <laughs> well, that's kind of in the title, but we'll take it. Yeah, but um, yeah, no, murder. murder. That's the trigger right. warning for today. Um, uh, cool. I try to get some help on pronunciations from my cousin Ooh. because um, so my cousin she is half German, half Vietnamese, and so I try to get her to pronounce some things for me, but. Yeah, I also just relied on Google a lot, so mm. just be kind with my pronunciation, please. Yeah. No. Also, I'm sick, so just yeah, blame leave me on the sickness. Leave Julia alone. Yeah. She's sick. She's doing her best, okay? I'm doing my <laughs> best. Okay, right. So we're in Vietnam today, mm -hmm. and I am telling you the story of the first reported female serial killer of Vietnam. Serial killer. And she is known as Cyanide Witch or Cyanide Ooh. Assassin or Poison Witch. So she has a lot of very cool titles. Okay. But she does a lot of not so cool deeds. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> just because she's a strong it. female character doesn't mean it's a good person. Yeah. Yeah. Strong female character doesn't say whether it's a good or bad strong character. Yeah, and there's just both because yeah, no, she's. <laughs> I feel like I mean, there's a lot of these cases where it's a woman who does a lot of poisonings. I mean, you covered one story like that already, so I did. Yeah. This is a lot like that, okay. except this is um, more recent, Ooh. actually. Okay. Right, so the main character of our story today is uh, Le Tain Van. I hope I said that you right. Can you say it again? 
Lei Tain Ban. Lei and then Tain 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 Kind of Tain Van. And how are you gonna refer to her in this story? Van. So is that like her last name or Van? I don't know, first name? I don't think it's like the last name because because there's okay. I mean I think a very well known sort of Vietnamese last name is the name Nguyen. I don't know how to pronounce yeah, it. I pro- never know how to correctly. Pronounce I, I I even watched YouTube videos <laughs> and I still can't do it. Um, the people that where I know like oh that's the last name because it's Nguyen mm-hmm. like they're not referred to by the last mm-hmm. name. Probably because it's like. They can be so common. Yeah. So, I'm yeah. So our main character's name is Lei Tan Van, and I'm gonna refer to her as Van. Mm-hmm. Van was born on December fifth in 1956, which was one year into the Vietnam okay. War, and she was born in Saigon, South Vietnam. So I don't know. Do you know any sort of broad strokes about the Vietnam War? Like just very vaguely, but I know it's not it's not called Saigon anymore, right? Isn't that the old name? Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So very short strokes. Um, the Vietnam War was fought between, like it was basically like a continuation of like the Cold War mm-hmm. between like um, the U.S. and the Soviet Union because it was also kind of like communist versus like anti-communist mm-hmm. so the north um so northern vietnam was communist and the south wasn't mm-hmm. and so it's kind of like fought between those two parties and obviously like south vietnam and like the not communist part was like supported by the mm-hmm. u.s a bit like korea then Yeah, yeah, kind of, actually, yeah. And she was born in Saigon, South Vietnam. Mm-hmm. So she was born in the part that wasn't communist. Mm-hmm. So the thing is that the war ended with the fall of Saigon. So the communists basically took over. Mm-hmm. And then, like, Saigon became Ho Chi Minh City. Okay. Very, very broad strokes. But basically, it was, like, communists versus anti-communists. Mm-hmm. Right. So she was born right... At the beginning of the Vietnam War, right, and yeah, I mean, it, we can kind of it, keeping that context in mind, sort of with her growing up, like during the mm-hmm. war. So she was born as the second of eight children. She was the first daughter, so she had an older brother, but her older brother actually died very young. So she pretty early on took on the role of the oldest sibling. Mm-hmm. So like. In Asia, it's, I mean, there's kind of that you take care of your, like, younger siblings. Um, There's that sort of special, like, sort Mm -hmm. of mentality. As an older sister, I can attest to that. Even though we're really close in age, I still had to do a lot of older sister stuff to take care of my... Like what? Like, always, whenever, you know, maybe there's one good thing, you have to give it to the younger brother. You have to... So in Chinese, you say to let that person go first, basically. When you let someone maybe in front of the line, yeah. but with when you have a younger sibling, you always have to run to the younger sibling. Basically, they get a free pass for everything. And you have to always be the bigger person, yeah. basically. Yeah. Always be the bigger person. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah, there is that sort of, you need to like be sort of patient with your younger patient, siblings and like them. 
take care mm-hmm. of them. I think that's a big one. I can imagine in this case, especially since she was then the the um, eldest out of her, I guess, then like out of seven kids. Yeah. So I can imagine like, I think the, the dad was a like drainage worker. I for, It was some kind of a worker. I, of course, I didn't keep it in my notes. And um, her mother was a midwife, mm-hmm. I think. So they both worked and I think like had to work having that many kids so obviously at this like at that point the oldest sibling is sort of the authority figure so there is that element of sort of watching over Mm -hmm. the younger ones but still it was very early on apparent that she had a very cold personality I think she was also kind of called um unruly or stubborn Mm -hmm. And she was also called eccentric, okay. which I think is very interesting. Um, she was constantly arguing with family members, and she was also actually like they reported her beating their pets, oh, oh. like beating family pets. But that's pretty messed up. I mean, arguing with your family members yeah. is very normal, but I mean, it's yeah. it's no it's weird if you don't argue with them. Beating your pets, yeah, no, that's that's next level. Yeah, maybe there was some. Uh, difficulty in the translation mm-hmm. um, with that but like all the translations or all the English articles said those right. words like cold eccentric unruly and then the, they only gave the examples of arguing and beating the pets yeah. which I think there's like a huge jump there yeah, for sure I mean who knows what kind of arguing because like Maybe it's not. Maybe it's like really like screaming matches, mm-hmm. like getting super, yeah. like loud and verbal. Yeah, I think there's you know arguments, disagreeing on things, and then there's actually verbal abuse, right? So maybe that was yeah. bordering on that instead of just you know having a fight or disagreeing on things. Maybe yeah, but the the beating of the pets that definitely brings a different yeah, element yeah. into the whole thing. I mean, you could argue, right? Because she grew up in a war which you could say normalizes violence mm-hmm. possibly. Mm-hmm. Also, eight children, even if both parents were working, they probably weren't super well off, so maybe like times were hard and that's like super stressful as mm-hmm. well. I I'm that's just me guessing who knows but i could imagine especially during times of war do you know uh from when to when the vietnam war lasted i do so the war um was from 1955 to 1975 okay so she basically experienced she was born into it and for pretty much the entire war yeah until adulthood there was war yes exactly And when did North Saigon, or I mean, basically, when did the South lose? That was in 1975. So as far as I... Yeah, because the end of the Vietnam War happened with the fall of Saigon. So the capital of like southern Vietnam. And that was in 1975. Right, right, right. Basically her city. Yeah. All right. Okay, now I have everything clear in my head. And so right at the end of the Vietnam War, so in 1975, she enrolled at the Military Medical School of Dentistry. Mm -hmm. And I didn't find a lot of information um, for how how long she was there, but um, there was one source that said she was 
she learned there for like a year and obviously um, got taught how to like apply treatment. So right around that time as well, Mm -hmm. um, she was arrested for attempting to cross the border. Um, The important thing to note there is the communist regime took over Mm -hmm. Vietnam. And obviously that like there was still a lot of people living in southern Vietnam who didn't like adhere to the communist beliefs mm-hmm. and there was a huge refugee crisis right so a lot of people right towards the end of the war like at generally before the end of the war and like right after the end mm-hmm. of the war there's a lot of people that were trying to like flee so huge refugee crisis yeah. And so basically she, that's what she was arrested for. She was attempting to like leave the country, Mm -hmm. like to cross the border. And she was sentenced to 16 months at a re-education camp. Okay. Which um, I think were kind of like hard labor camps where basically like you're indoctrinated with like communist beliefs and not very nice places, Mm -hmm. basically. No. So she was sentenced to 16 months at one of these re-education camps. Mm-hmm. And after her release, she worked various odd jobs in order to make a living. So there was, I don't have a lot of information mm-hmm. there, um, what she did for these just various odd jobs. In December of 1979, she was di- uh, arrested in District 10 of Ho Chi Minh City, mm-hmm for impersonating an army captain to commit fraud okay. and was then imprisoned for several months. It's pretty ballsy. <laughs> yeah. Especially in the communist regime, yeah. like right after the end of the war. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is pretty ballsy. This was 1979. Mm-hmm. And so she was like in 20... March of... When was she born? 15... She was 23. 23. Okay. All right. Both in December, yeah, so right? so she was 23. It's her birthday tomorrow, yeah. by the way. Oh, jeez. If she's still alive. But No. Oh, <laughs> I can tell you that right <laughs> away. She's not. Okay. Anyway, let's, back, let's get back to the story. Um, sorry for distracting right. you. All right. And in March 1990, she was again arrested, this time in District 5, mm-hmm. for forgeries and thefts and was then imprisoned for 18 months. Okay. So we're seeing a pattern here. Lots of sort of petty crimes, Mm -hmm. lots of imprisonment, going out, doing the same thing again. Yeah. After her release from this imprisonment, so she was imprisoned in March 1990, so she got out um, sort of end of 1992. Okay. She was employed by the Chung family as a caretaker after she was released. Okay. But this didn't seem to last very long because on October 24th of 1992, the entire Chung family was hospitalized after eating some chicken pho that was prepared Uh, by Van. That's so scary, though. I feel like poisoning is such a scary way to be murdered in the sense that yeah first of all so unexpected yeah it's unexpected and it usually happens with someone you trust right so that's why i feel Mm. so sinister yeah it's not a um you don't just 
poison strangers not really yeah i mean most people don't <laughs> in most cases yeah but exactly like you have to eat something that someone provides you with so the entire family was hospitalized and the wife of mr chung so bui she was being cared for by then like even like in the hospital mm. and um she was the only one that did not make it okay well so the others all recovered after getting to the hospital mm -hmm. but mrs uh miss bui she did not so i guess in this and case was she a living caretaker then because so i couldn't right, say because to go and actually take care of the family in the hospital is well you'll notice that this is kind of a pattern for okay. her yeah so, i mean i guess she does have experience I'll, I'll, with medical stuff right so maybe she offered to help exactly mm. i'll um we'll come back okay. to this but she does it, it is kind of one of her yeah um mo's a little Trademark. bit kind of one of her sort of yeah usual steps okay. so the surviving family members accused van of poisoning their mm -hmm. meals and they requested an autopsy be, be performed on um mrs chung mm -hmm. so the autopsy Uh, showed that the cause of death was a state of intoxication so basically that she there was a sort of like poison or something like that caused the yeah. death but it, there was no clear evidence of it being murder mm. so because they couldn't get her on murder van was convicted of fraud and sentenced to four years imprisonment that meant that she would be released at the end of 1996 beginning of 1997 okay and at the end of 1997 while she was either working at or receiving treatment at and i think receiving treatment is the correct one mm -hmm. and i'll you know, i'll explain in a mm -hmm. sec While she was receiving treatment at the military hospital 7A in Ho Chi Minh City, Van became acquainted with Dean Van Ham. Mm -hmm. Good job. Van Ham, who was visiting a relative in the hospital. And so I think it's more receiving treatment than working there because, like, yeah, okay, she did roughly maybe like a year at the military school of dentistry. Mm -hmm. Like, first of all, what hospital yeah. would hire her <laughs> after how many stints of imprisonment? And, like, one year does not qualify you to work at a hospital. But, I mean, it's war times, and I don't think they... It's not anymore. Oh, that's true. But I'm not sure how it was with records back in the 90s. Like, whether they could have checked her, you know, background... Oh, true yeah they just needed people and she had some experience she could have lied about her resume but anyway doesn't matter i guess she met this person at the hospital yes so they had a conversation and van claimed to be a dental specialist who studied in germany and supposedly mm -hmm. knew seven languages Ooh. which seriously impressed her companion so much so that he offered her a job at his family's dental clinic in Longhan outside of Ho Chi Minh City. I think 
there it goes to show you the qualifications needed for jobs. Just basically brag and lie about your credentials to impress someone and then yeah. you get the job. That's true. So she accepted the offer to um, work at this dental clinic. And shortly after moving to uh, Longhan, she met um, and started a relationship with another employee there whose name is Xiu Seng Kang. Xiu Seng Kang? Mm-hmm. Honestly, Vietnamese is so difficult because, like, when it's when it's written as a D, mm. it's not usually pronounced as a D. Okay, what's it pronounced as? Z, kind of like S or like Z uh-huh. in like German. Z. So yeah, this man's name was Zhu Zhang Zui Zhang Guang. So I'll just refer to him as Guang okay. <laughs> because I don't want to keep butchering these names. <laughs> so. Due to the failing business, though, uh, Guang was at risk of being fired from the dental clinic mm-hmm. since uh, Han's elderly mother, Vao Ti uh, Li, had suggested to her son that um, they basically fire mm-hmm. him or let him go. Mm-hmm. And so since um, she found out about this, um, on January 3rd, 1998, while Ham was away, Van laced a glass of lemonade with cyanide and gave it to Lee, who collapsed only a half an hour later. So, she, who did she poison? The boss or the boss's mom? The boss's mom. Okay. Interesting that she would just be hanging around in the clinic the whole time. Well, family business. Okay, fair so maybe it's like right by like their their That's like true, yeah. living space. Mm. Who knows? So Van and Kong uh, took uh, Mrs. Uh, Lee to the emergency mm-hmm. room, where she then later on succumbed to her injuries, and there again, she basically inflicted the like state of like sickness in this person Mm. but then as a cover or whatever brought the person to the hospital i mean you have to do it right otherwise if someone collapses in front of you and you're trying to look innocent you have to just act normal and call the ambulance well i mean in this case it doesn't sound like there was anyone else around Mm. So they could have just said, like, oh, we weren't there, and then we came back, and then she was dead. Maybe they felt like that would seem more suspicious. Do you, Was the guy involved as well, or was it just her own, just her acting on her own accord? It's unclear at this point. Mm. I mean, it seems like she did do it for her boyfriend, yeah. but it's not super clear if he, like, was aware mm. or was involved. Okay. So on the way back from the emergency room, Van stole approximately 900,000 thong of um, Lee's money Ooh. and personal possessions. Okay. So thong is the Vietnamese currency, mm. so it's the Vietnamese thong. Mm-hmm. And I tried to figure out like kind of how much that yeah. is. So it actually doesn't seem to be very much. Mm-hmm. 
So today, yeah, today that is uh basically like roughly thirty four euros. Oh, okay. And if I did my research right, mm. then in nineteen ninety eight or when this was like late nineteen nineties, mm. it was only double that much. Okay. So it was only roughly like seventy right. euros. I mean, so it wasn't like wasn't a huge amount but it maybe just like oh she's dead anyway so i'm just gonna take the cash out of her wallet kind of thing like yeah, opportunity possibly and then just take it sort of possibly mm-hmm. yeah so the main reason was still right because she wanted to fire her boyfriend it's possibly yeah mm-hmm. so maybe kind of like a bit of both mm-hmm. so this was in january of 1998 mm-hmm. on june 2nd Van found a new target whose name was Guai Gaming, mm-hmm. who was a security guard for the Tianfu company in the Danbing district, who had leased her a dental facility for 500,000 dong per month. So I guess that'd be Wait, like. That's really cheap. Yeah. I honestly, I'm super unsure regarding the... Okay, well, we'll just take it all with a grain of salt then, like the currency or how much it, the value is today. Mm. Do you, but yeah, do you know it whether really wasn't a lot at all. Like if you asked her 900,000 dung or however you pronounce it, back in the dung, yeah. you know late 90s, was that a lot or was it not much? I mean, I can ask her and um, if I find out anything, let you guys know mm. for the in-between. That would be cool, yeah. I mean, just to educate ourselves <laughs> a bit more. It, yeah. <laughs> her next target was this um, Ming, this, this security guard who leased her a dental facility. And she gave him some poison alcohol, mm-hmm. after which um, Ming became ill and he was taken to the um dam dam being medical center where upon arrival he died and so while he was being brought Mm. to the medical center van went to his house and like rummaged through his belongings Mm. and stole roughly again like nine hundred thousand dung in the process Mm. i mean i'm sure i'm assuming it's more than we think it is just because Possibly. if that's you know she searches through the guy's whole his whole apartment his house and that's what she comes up with then it must be at least worth something a month later mm-hmm. she poisoned the tea of her well like mother-in-law in quotation mm-hmm. marks um so her like live in boyfriend's like mother and i guess you could say like cuz they were never like married mm-hmm. But I guess they were kind of living as, like, common-law, yeah, like, husband-wife. Mm-hmm. So her mother-in-law, uh, Hin Van Singh, um, was poisoned. And I have a bit here from one article that I think put it very sort of... Um, I don't know, put it very... Eloquently? As a kind of... Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know what's wrong today. But had a very sort of storytelling okay. element to the words. Um, so 
Waiting for the whole family to finish dinner, Van secretly put poison in Mrs. Singh's cup of tea, causing her to collapse on the floor three hours later. Guang and his brother quickly took his mother to the emergency room, while Van stayed at home to rummage through Mrs. Singh's clothes basket, and um, she appropriated approximately 2.8 million dung. Mm. And so Miss Xing died at Tiovoeng Hospital with a suspected brain hemorrhage. So, the end. yeah, the end. Okay. Basically, it seemed like she was plotting this. And again, it doesn't seem very clear whether her quote unquote husband mm. knew or not. I mean, I don't since I don't think he knew about this. It's his mother. What uh, does he get out of it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you never know, of course. Um, okay, you, you well, wow. Might I remind you of um, Emil Marek, who laid there and just let Marta Marek like chop off his leg? That's true. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah. Damn, that was insane. But um, okay. Well, wow. She really does not care. No, it's like anyone who crosses her path, who she finds even mildly annoying, is like probably on a list of or hers. probably has money. Yeah, and she, so she feels like this person annoys me. Plus, if I kill them, you know, I might just get. An extra boost, you know, a cash uh, injection. Why not? Feels yeah. like it's super sort of just simple for her. Like no consequences, no guilt, no conscience. Yeah. That's so scary. So, yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, imagine someone you know is like this. Oh my, possible. Oh, I, I mean, no I, I would hope that you could, like, tell, you know? Mm. Because it seems like she was, like, she had a cold attitude. Like, from childhood on, like, people described her as being, like, cold mm. and, like, stubborn. And so, I mean, hopefully you'd notice that and be like, I mean, ah. Hopefully, but I think some of them are very good at just pretending to be caring and empathetic but true well isn't that like the whole thing with uh, psychopaths and um wasn't ted bundy also really like likable and all that yeah but he was a sociopath i do i'm sorry but i do not know the difference i tried i know <laughs> i watched a bunch of videos explaining the differences but i still don't know the difference okay he was also kind of narcissistic. Anyway, mm -hmm. let's not do a um, psychological evaluation of. But I'm just saying right that this maybe another time with um, Van, Van though, right? Van, 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 yeah. In the sense that, well, I mean, I'm not sure how good she was. She doesn't seem likeable, to have been very. Yeah, she doesn't seem to have been very charismatic at all. Yeah, really. So okay. Oh well. Please continue. But then again, who knows? Anyway, so she 
basically killed her like husband's mother mm. and like stole a bunch of money yeah so on february 24th of 1999 van was asked by her brother-in-law Lea van Gum, uh to administer some medicine to his finger or to his arm which he had recently broken mm-hmm. um since she had a bit of like medical knowledge mm. and while he wasn't looking she mixed some cyanide into Ew. the medication <laughs> this woman. And by the end of the day um gun succumbed to the effects of the cyanide while he was undergoing treatment at the sadding people's hospital mm-hmm. wait so she's just and killing off everyone around her and at this point no for one some reason her yet? yeah no not really but so you're telling me these things now because later she confessed or they exhumed the bodies or something yes she confessed okay, got it damn she actually confessed so after killing this? her okay, no, keep going she did wow okay she did so after killing her brother-in-law van who was still pretending to be a like dental specialist mm-hmm. um for some somehow came into contact with a woman named ho ti meng da uh, um and offered to conduct a health check on mm-hmm. her so while on the way to her office they stopped at a roadside like first store for lunch mm. and so while Lao or while Lao was not looking like van poisoned her like pho. again with the pho. <laughs> yeah but that that's so crazy what can you there's nothing you can do about it like this is a completely random person and it's not like she like had much to gain from it it's just like Oh yeah, while I'm at it. That's insane. Oh wow. This is just I don't know, so hard to comprehend that there's people going around like that that's their life, kind of having cyanide with them. Uh, if they feel like it, they're gonna administer or lace your drink or your pho in this case. <laughs> just because they feel like it. That's so yeah. messed up. It just makes you not want to like ever trust somebody again. yeah that's insane like oh okay wait so what happened to her yeah so the woman fell ill obviously mm-hmm. and she was driven to the emergency room of the Matain hospital in ho chi minh city where she reaped prompt treatment and survived oh, god she was released that night into her like acquaintances care mm-hmm. but no van poisoned her again on the same what? night and ultimately killed her what why did you um or, or, like make my hopes or what is that word it's too late for me guys it's 11 30 and I, uh <laughs> set my hopes up no get my get my hopes hopes up why did you get my hopes up yeah Wait, why? Wait, so she, when you say she was back in the care of a friend, you meant Van? Well, it just said her acquaintances care. So maybe it was. I mean, her. it had to be her if she poisoned her again. And they weren't friends, they were acquaintances, yeah. right? She just met this person. Yeah. Okay, well, so I guess they maybe went to the hospital together because they were in a public place. So she got the help she needed, went there, and then 
went back into the hands of Van. I think so. Okay. That's yeah. It. And then what did she get out of this? Nothing. Seemingly nothing. Also, then in this case, she just enjoyed it. That's why, right? Seems kind of seems like it. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I mean, I can see how. Well, I can't really see how to be honest. But maybe she just enjoys the power she has over people's lives. Maybe that's possible.、Mm-hmm. And again, you could argue like, okay, maybe、um, growing up during a war kind of like gave her this super twisted view on like violence and like the value of people's lives.、Mm-hmm. But everybody else was fine. Like a lot of people <laughs> grew up. Yeah, grew a lot of people、that. grew up during. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody、wow. else is completely fine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, everyone her age, right? <sighs> yeah. So, yeah. There's another victim,、mm. and a couple of months after this, she met、um, Wao Hyuhim, Wao Hyuhim,、uh, who is a company director. So it seemed like this、uh, Hyuhim's. Um, company might have been like a. It might have been a construction company because、um, one article I read said that so, September fourth of nineteen ninety nine. So she invited this company director to meet her、um, at a temple, like basically hoping to invite him to ask him to start repairing Van's mother's house.、Mm-hmm. So. This man basically like drove them to this Tibetan temple,、um, so, and like got lunch in order to probably like discuss the job or whatever.、Mm-hmm. And when they were at the restaurant for lunch, Mister Hien took out a bottle of like a medicinal like wine or like some sort of medicinal like drink、yeah. he had brought with him and poured it out for him into like into a glass.、Mm-hmm. And so, like when he went to the bathroom, like Van immediately like sprinkled some cyanide into the glass. And so when he came back, he like turned around, drank the entire glass of wine, and then like later complained、uh, as the sorry no. So he turned around, drank the entire glass、mm-hmm. because he was like complaining of like fatigue.、Mm-hmm. So after like getting lunch. Van dragged him to this like Tibetan temple to like worship, and so she went in to chat with the monks.、Mm-hmm. But、um, this Mister Hyun was like stayed outside, and so later when they like went back out after like they finished talking, he was laying dead, poisoned、oh. next to a tree、uh, by the path of the temple. Oh my gosh! And. From what I found out, she just wanted to steal his motorbike. What the fuck? Like that was the only thing I found for this I mean, one. I feel like she's gotten away so many times at this point. She, it's literally just. It seems like she sees life like a game. A little bit. And, you know, whenever she sees, oh, you know, I want this bike. How do I get it? I just poison the owner and then take off. Like there's no consequences, right? So, and she obviously doesn't care about the people. So, yeah. 
how easy is it to get cyanide? Well, 20, 20th century, apparently pretty easy. Or 20th century, like post-war Vietnam, apparently pretty easy. Um, was it? Wait. Was it? No, arsenic is the one where you, you smell the almonds or was it cyanide? It is cyanide that has the bitter almond smell. Mm. But the, the thing is, it's like such a small percentage of people that can actually smell mm. that odor. Mm. Like it's not something everybody can smell. I think I can smell it. <laughs> Just saying. Because I hate it when there's like a tiny almond flavor with um, sort of almond, not almond milk, but like, because I don't like marzipan either. And that's made with almond paste, right? So I... If it's like a bit too much almond, and I so I, I don't like it, so I'm gonna, yeah, it doesn't matter. But it's not, I'm sorry. it's not oh, a smell sense. of like, it's not something like oh people that don't like it smell it. It's like some people actually, I think, don't some people it. genuinely do not have the like ability to smell mm. it because it's not like a proper like smell okay. thing. I don't. I think it, it was something weird like that. Uh-huh. But oh, sorry. I don't want to, like, tell you complete bullshit here. But I it's feel like fine. it was something, like, weird like that. I kind of just want to feel special for something I can't even prove. Okay. So. Well. <laughs> so, I don't know. All right. We'll find some cyanide and we'll prove it. <laughs> nah. Just, just ignore me. But I, I am right. curious though if you're like if you still have cyanide open on Wikipedia or something, what happens if you get poisoning, cyanide poisoning? During or immediately after exposure to small doses of cyanide, mm-hmm. following signs and symptoms may develop: chest pain, mm-hmm. chest tightness, confusion, dizziness, eye pain, eye tearing, excitement, difficulty breathing, headache, nausea, rapid or slow heart rate, rapid or slow breathing. Restlessness, shortness of breath, vomiting, weakness, wheezing. Okay. All right. So just overall unwellness. But do you know what it actually does like physically to your body? So it interferes with the body's ability to use oxygen. Okay. All right. That's what I wanted to know. There you go. There I go. Okay. Got it. That seems painful. Okay. It does. Mm. It really does. So it's kind of like asphyxiation, but you don't know why you're kind of, yeah, not getting the oxygen. Seems like it. Oh, that's so awful. Okay, well, sorry. Uh, So Tibetan temple, the moped owner guy is lying. Motorbike. He's dead. This person is just unbelievable. Well, it continues. Okay. In 2000, Van, who was here using the alias Lili Lin, mm-hmm. was hired by um, Nguyen, Nguyen Tan Son. Mm-hmm. God damn it. Um, who lived in the small town of Alin in um, Bing Sun province. Mm-hmm. On April 14th, Soon died after a prolonged illness, which 
started after he ate poisoned rice vermicelli cooked by Evan. Okay, wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. I completely forgot why she knows him. If you mentioned it, because I got so distracted. Was hired by this person. By the so、thing. probably also as like、okay. a caretaker.、Oh, okay, okay. Do we know how old this person? But、was? that's all I have.、Okay. No, no, no clue.、Mm. So it's just like got hired by this person. This person got sick. It's、mm. like she's just leaving、that's、a trail、it. of bodies, and. Does she have friends? Does she have people she doesn't kill? <laughs> Honestly, no clue. And the thing is, in during this entire time, it's like what happened to her like husband, yeah, boyfriend, ask, you know, common law partner.、Together. Like, I, th- I think so. Yeah, but he's not mentioned. Okay. Well, but do you know later on? Does does he get mentioned again later on? He does.、Okay. So you assume they're together. The thing is also so, yes.、Mm-hmm. The thing is also, and I haven't said this at all, but before she met Guan,、mm-hmm. she had been married twice before,、What? and she had kids with one of them. Wait, why didn't you? So she has kids. Why didn't you tell me this before? <laughs> Because I was gonna bring it up later.、Okay. But like while we're here, it's like. So, what? What? Where's her like boyfriend, husband, partner, person?、Mm-hmm. What's with her kids? Why? Like she just keeps moving around to these like different places,、mm-hmm. killing different people, moving on. Where are her kids? Like they're never mentioned.、Yeah. I mean, I hope with their father and away from her. Well, if they were with their father, that'd be really sad because. Oh my God, Julie's dead. <laughs> did did he get poisoned by her, or did he die naturally? That's the question, isn't it? <laughs> okay. So let me just、um, back up here yes, to、um, her previous husband. <laughs> husband. So okay. So during the time where she was like working. Various odd jobs and like being arrested for impersonating an army officer and then like for forgery、oh, and theft. She had actually all the way back then. So in like the between like the nineteen seventies and nineteen nineties. So she had married, been married to two、mm-hmm. men. So the first person、um, she was married to was Nguyen Guang Mei. I'm so sorry, people. Um, they married in 1984, and they had two children together.、Mm. He died.、Um, he had been a healthy person, but he was suddenly in 1989 admitted to、um, Anbin Hospital and died after one hour of emergency treatment.、Mm. So at the time of his death, he was a deputy director of a glass factory, and. So when he died, Van sold the house and moved,、uh, like to got basically got the money,、mm-hmm. like sold the house and like got like, yeah, took mo- th- took the money for it.、Mm-hmm. I mean,、and、they were married at the time. That's pretty normal. I mean, except for the fact that she killed him, but like, not if nobody、oh, suspected. Basically, and she moved, and basically, like she sold the house and like took the money and moved to Ho Chi Minh City. Yeah. There, like basically, she um, uh, 
met her new like her next husband mm-hmm. whose name was Leva Min um and basically in 1992 they rented a house in this apartment building and like built a like home together mm-hmm. he had been like also like healthy he also just suddenly fell ill it uh, fell ill and died very suddenly um in june of 1992 so Literally, like, they rented this apartment and, like, started building a home in 1992. And, like, later in the same year, he died. Wait, do you know what's up with the kids right now? No. They're never mentioned again. Okay. Never. It's like, oh, yeah, they have kids. That's it. Let's hope they're safe with grandparents somewhere. Hopefully. And so the hospital, um, they named the cause of death of her second husband as respiratory failure and weakness in half of his body. So that fits. Yeah. I mean, uh, this person. I'm surprised the boyfriend partner is still alive at this point. Well, (laughs) true. (laughs) I was scared you were going to say, well, it's not going to last long. Or something like that. No, but. it's like true. Why did she not like kill him? Because it doesn't seem like being her partner saves you from this fate. Yeah. Wow. And I, I just can't yeah. believe she got away with so many. Like no one just who knows her Every person she meets dies of po- like dies in suspicious circumstances. I think the thing is that she moves around a lot. Mm. Like she doesn't stay where okay. she. I mean, I guess she would have. You know to. the you know the saying like don't don't like. Don't, what what is it like? Don't eat where you shit yeah, or yeah. don't shit where you eat. I think it's basically kind of like, don't stay where you murder people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. End of June 2000. Yes. Two more people acquainted with Van, whose names are Nguyen Van Dong, <laughs> Nguyen Van Dong and uh, Chung Chi Xing, were also poisoned to death. So in the aftermath of um, Miss um Xing Miss Xing's death mm. then actually like forged a letter um and sent it to Xin's relatives mm. claiming that she had like sold Van a car that was worth 200 million dong okay so there's some like monetary right. gain there i mean this does give us some context about the other money's worth though so it might have been accurate then if a car costs 200 million 200 million yeah mm. okay anyway it's math though and it's math and if it's you want to calculate it listener you calculate it no. we're not doing no. that for you okay you took math. You can do yeah, it. I believe in you. So there must have been some suspicions that aroused at some point, though, because not long after this, um, local police arrested Van on charges of murder and robbery. 
and they searched her handbag and found 2.8 grams of cyanide. Wait, 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 she committed robbery? Well, yeah, the car. Oh, oh, okay, okay. The amount of cyanide needed to kill an adult mm. is very, very small. Mm -hmm. So 0.15 to 0.20 grams Whoa. caused death in adults. Dude, that's like nothing. And she had 2.8. Wow. Wait, so is it a powder? Yeah. How do you even measure 0.18? Like... A teaspoon, like a tiny, how much is a teaspoon worth? Not even. Yeah, yeah it's like a teaspoon you know is like a teaspoon bags? is like five, yeah. I think. I yeah, think so. so it's like half a teaspoon is like the complete thing that she yeah. had, and you only need like a pinch. Like, she had 2.8, like kind of, yeah, like it's nothing, you don't need anything to like cause death. And she had 2.8 grams. Damn. But please love cyanide. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Just a pinch. Yeah. Okay. Wow. That's so... That's so scary. Like, seriously. That's insane, isn't it? You can just yeah. carry it around so easily. It's so much scarier, I feel like, than a knife or something. Because when you see it, you immediately yeah. recognize it as danger. You might be able to, yeah. you know, dodge dodge it somehow but with poison yeah especially if it's like just a powder like mm. very likely it's just going to be like an unidentifiable like white powder yeah. and if you're not one of the people that can smell the bitter almond smell of cyanide then it doesn't smell like anything to you then it's yeah. just some like nameless scentless like white powder and i mean that could be anything it could be freaking here um puderzucker like sugar like powdered sugar but i feel like if you just put that little bit inside even if you could smell it it's not gonna smell like anything or special because it's so little well so in the tylenol murders right yeah. that was cyanide okay and i mean i don't know how Obviously, I have no idea how much, like, cyanide was within each, like, Tylenol pill that killed somebody. Yeah. But there was, like, one... What's the what's the job description? Like, medical, like, investigator? Oh, like, like a pathologist? You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. There was one who was able to smell it. Right. And so I'm just thinking, like, if you only need, like... Who, I mean, it, maybe somebody put way more freaking cyanide mm. into, like, the, the Tylenol pills than is necessary to kill someone. Mm. But if we're going by, like, the least amount needed to kill somebody and she was able to smell it. Yeah. Wow. That's... I don't know. Okay, well... Damn. I'm glad they found her, finally found her with poison. Finally. However... Oh, no... <laughs> Wait, how many people have died so far? And you still oh tell me, you want me to count? I mean, I do want yeah, a final okay. number. You don't have to count now, but... Ten that actually died, not including the people that, like, got sick but made it. I mean, what, the only people who made it was the family in the beginning, right? So far, those are the only ones we know yeah. of, yeah. Damn. 
Okay. However, However, due to a lack of substantial evidence to uphold the charges of, like, murder and robbery, the police, like, kept her on fraud charges so they could conduct tests on the cyanide that they got mm. to, like, see, like, could we get her for murder yeah. with, like, because of the cyanide? And I found a couple of... Um, a couple of sources that said they like tested it on like a dog what they like poisoned a dog with cyanide and then like checked the like did a um autopsy on the dog to see like what kind of effects the like cyanide had and they weren't able to find anything because like cyanide doesn't really leave a trace like it um it kind of what fucking I can't word um it kind of like leaves no trace mm-hmm. or the traces leave like super quickly mm-hmm. and so since the toxicology reports found like didn't like the the toxicology reports that they did also like with the test with the dog and like comparing it to the corpse um they found no match Mm. in the organs of the like victims and since they couldn't like match it she was released on bail on january 15th of 2001 so what was the point of killing the dog to see what cyanide poisoning looks like (laughs) okay wow i mean that just means they I guess they didn't have a lot of experience, right? Yeah. I wish they would have gotten some expert who, you know, had some experience, but okay. Yeah, all right. That's very unnecessary and unfortunate. Yeah. (laughs) And they let her go. So, and they let her go Mm. is the thing. Yeah. You'd think she would calm down a bit and maybe not murder someone soon, but I don't know. (laughs) You tell me. Well, I will tell you. Three months later. (laughs) I mean, this is not funny. It's just absurd. It's it's so upsetting is what it is. And we don't know how to cope. Three months later in March of... 2001, oh, Van met an old friend, mm. Nguyen Zhongzhou, who offered to drive her on his motorbike to a nearby cafe so that they could like chat over a bottle of like soy milk. And while Zhou was doing some repairs on his like motorbike, yeah. Van slipped some cyanide into his glass, and 15 minutes later, so fell ill and had to be taken to the local hospital. Don't tell me she wanted his motorbike. He... <laughs> Seriously? He what died five hours later and the official cause of death was labeled as a stroke. Um, and taking advantage of his death, Van stole 74,000 dung and Zhou's mobile phone and attempted to like overstate the funeral expenses so that Zhou's son would repay her later and like get more money that way but this didn't work so out she was in charge of the but funeral but she did 
somehow I don't understand so much of this. Uh, okay. And she you finished since this, the hmm. like thing sorry, yeah. Since she wasn't able to get money through like the funeral expenses, she pawned the motorbike for 2.8 million dollars. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm just thinking that maybe she wasn't, you know, planning the funeral, but she was there where he died. So there might have been some costs that had to be paid that she kind of maybe that is what it was. Yeah. And then was asking the family for more. But why? Old friend. Finally, you describe someone as her old friend. Who actually wanted to chat with her and get some soy milk together. Which is so healthy. That's such a good thing to like get together. Yeah. It's, it's like it's, it's it seems so innocent and wholesome, but then. Yeah. That's so insane. Like, it doesn't make any sense. What is the purpose? Mm. Of any of it. Because like, every time she does it, she puts herself at risk, right? It's so not yeah. worth it. And even if you don't care about people's lives. And it's, I don't know. Maybe like we said earlier, she just enjoys. Because every time she does it, she's there when they die, right? She kind of witnesses. So maybe she gets some kind of excitement. After the, she sees the person take the poison and then she's like just building the anticipation anticipation in her and when it finally maybe it's happens. kind of like an angel of death thing you know that like i have um power over whether you like live or die or something yeah, like I that yeah i think so power and just the adrenaline of the thrill of you know when is it going to yeah. happen and you know it's going to happen I guess if you can, if she's somehow just high on that feeling. And then just the monetary stuff, the financial stuff is just an extra. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, it kind of reminds me of the, it's like, it's it's a far stretch, but it does remind me of when you said in the last, in between with the uh, Cardinal in the Manuela Orlando yeah. case where he had that accident car accident when his prefrontal yeah. lobe was damaged and kind of affected his sort of yeah. you know decision making impulse control and i wonder if she yeah. also just you know it's no excuse of course but maybe just has less impulse control or yeah any kind of foresight but she did get away with all of it so until you know the end i hope so yeah, anyway, anyway. Yeah. Please continue. So she pawned the motorbike, right? And she then fled to the uh, Changbaum, Chang, Changbaum district where she poisoned a woman named Dao Tiga after she, conv- she failed to convince her with a fake dental practice certificate. Oh my God. I don't know what she wanted to gain from this woman and like by trying to convince her of like this with the certificate but it didn't work so she killed her what wait wait wait, wait, wait. she tr- what was he trying to do convince her of something with a fake dental practice certificate 
I think um, this was only in one source, mm-hmm. so I can't be 100% sure about this, but I think she was trying to acquire a dental filling, like, machine. Mm-hmm. And since, like, she wasn't able to, like, convince her with this, like, dental practice certificate, she killed her and then, like, still like stole the machine like, okay. and ran off. Yeah, but, okay. Wow. All right. So she then, from June to August 2001, poisoned two more people. I mean, at this point, like, it's it's weird if she doesn't. I mean, it's awful, but, like, she's been, that's just how she lives. That's crazy. Yeah. So the first was a man named Chung Van Hui, hmm. who she killed for his motorbike again. Wait, how many does she have already? I mean, I know <laughs> she, she probably sells one. them all. Okay, fair enough. Just okay. So she's not getting them to ride around; she's getting them to sell. Okay. Yeah, and then like following after that, she killed a woman named VT Ten. So, in the case of the of the woman, using the previous victims, um, so Mr. Hui's um, motorbike, Van drove Ten to the hospital where she then died, and after she had died, Van created a fake like transfer certificate mm-hmm. using the name um, Lam Ain Dao with the purpose of like getting the like tan's clothing store like she had a clothing store apparently Mm -hmm. so she basically like transferred the store to her name and she also created another fake sort of certificate where um she basically gave herself um miss tan's like she had owned some land apparently in budang bingfe uh like Budang being like the the city or the municipality or whatever, mm-hmm. and being for uh, being I think like the province mm-hmm. or district for forty million dong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So while this was happening, since they kind of gotten onto her with like the cyanide thing before, and there is like some quiet investigation going on in the background regarding her activities and not so quiet actually because they apparently repeatedly asked her to like come in Mm. for like interviews but she denied each time right and because they had like pretty like probable cause Mm -hmm. um in order to prevent her from committing more crimes they eventually charged her with the like illegal possession of the cyanide of the poison Mm -hmm. so the arrest warrant was approved and van was arrested in the village of duglio on october 15th 20 uh, 2001 sorry okay i still can't believe we're still in 2001 all of this happened in such a short period of time yeah okay so by early 2002 um, investigators from three separate Vietnamese provinces had merged um, unsolved murder investigations in their jurisdictions into one case. Mm-hmm. 
and one officer suggested that in order to really like complete the case investigations they had to clarify what kind of role guang like mm-hmm. van's like common law husband played yeah. so because of this guang was arrested on august 14th 2002 on charges of failure to inform on a capital crime mm-hmm. and here i want to go back a bit because um i did find a bit of like her like his involvement with one of the um murders Mm -hmm. and i found it very interesting so what i didn't say at all at this point is apparently gong was 16 years younger than van whoa and so i mean obviously i'm also thinking back to like Amy and Marek mm. and Marta Marek because if you remember Marta was also older like she had like mm. a young That's boyfriend right. like affair young husband yeah. thing and so there was that question like how much was he basically being like emotionally exploited mm. or like under her power yeah. um or influence and so like how much was he really like how old was he then do you know when they first met and were together so they met in i think it was like 1990s ish Mm -hmm. okay and he was born in 1973 so i think he was like 20 ish okay okay is is a rough guesstimate Mm -hmm. for me so yeah there was that question like so he was emotionally exploited very likely but he like she also turned him into like an accomplice mm-hmm. it seems so in the more so in the murder of uh Jan Van Hoy um so Wait, who's this the with the stealing of the motorbike bicycle um so during the investigation when she was like interviewed apparently van tried to blame like her like husband guang Mm -hmm. but like in court she brought guang in to testify to like confirm that he didn't see van like poisoning which murder are we talking about the um one of the late ones where um from june to august 2001 like she just killed two people one for the motorbike and then that woman Mm -hmm. so basically separate from her like husband she's like oh he did it like he is to blame Mm -hmm. but then like in court brought him in to say like oh yeah no she didn't i didn't see any poisoning and apparently like noticing this betrayal Mm -hmm. in court made guang angry and basically he came out and said like oh van lied and so he said like i didn't know anything about this death he said like i i kept the like motorbike but that's because like van gave it to him he didn't like rob it or like kill for Mm -hmm. it so they kind of started like blaming each Mm other um but the like based on the evidence the court determined that it was van who was sort of the mastermind mm-hmm. and the person who actually put the cyanide okay. in hoy's drink yeah and that 
Kwang was just an accomplice who helped, like, steal the bike, basically. But was he aware of the poisoning? Like, was he in on the plan? That's... Unsure. That's... Remains unsure. Yes. Right, so they had brought him in, like, on charges of failure to inform on a capital crime. Mm -hmm. And uh, in January 2003, the investigators organized a preliminary review of the case to assess, like, what do we know so Mm -hmm. far. And at the time, Hoi's body hadn't been located. Mm -hmm. There were few known witnesses, and Van, like, feigned illness to avoid cooperating with the authorities. Mm -hmm. So because of this, the lead investigator asked her only about the murder of uh, Zhang at first. Uh, Sorry, not Zhang. Uh, The woman, um, VT Tain, who, like, with the clothing store and everything that they arrested her on. So they only asked her about that one. Mm. Um, And... A month after, after being transferred to a new location, Van confessed to, like, murdering her. Mm. And then, to the shock of the investigators, after that, she um, admitted responsibility for, mul- mul- like, more, like, multiple other crimes, mm. bringing her, like, known victim count to 13. Oh, wow. Or, like, the ones that she admitted to, basically. Yeah, but. Yeah. There were other like unverified like deaths and surviving victims um, that she wasn't prosecuted on due to a lack of evidence. But she is credited with 13 with it being pretty like known that there is very likely more victims. Mm. And she was also questioned on where she got the cyanide from. And she claimed that she bought it at a like chemical store or I guess it'd be like an apothecary or something. Uh In Ho Chi Minh City's, like, District 10. Okay. What, so you can just buy it (laughs) like that? Apparently, at that point, at least. Hmm. So, trials began on August 25th, 2004. Hmm. And obviously, like, this became a huge thing. Like, this became a huge deal in um, the country because it was the first time that a defendant was charged with murdering 13 people mm-hmm. and like like i said this was the first prosecution in vietnam of a serial killer mm-hmm. specifically a female one in this case yeah. during the trial she claimed that she was innocent that she'd simply been at the crime scenes um helping the victims to like hospitals and emergency mm-hmm. rooms but she'd been forced to testify by police right. but i think we know that's fucked yeah and on august 28th so on the third day she fainted in court and caused the trial to temporarily be adjourned okay but two days later by a doctor examined her but concluded that this uh was the result like of like an undetermined psychological problem Mm -hmm. whatever that means um, in the trial, the prosecution actually sought the death sentence for Van on three separate charges, mm-hmm. one being murder, the other being robbery, and the third being illegal possession of poison, mm-hmm. while also seeking a sentence of 21 to 24 years in jail for her husband for uh, two counts of murder and robbery. Mm-hmm. So the both of them were actually found guilty of their respective charges, 
So Vang was sentenced to death while Guang received a 21-year sentence for his role as an accomplice. Okay. okay. Both of them well, later wait, on how long did he get? appealed this. 21, 21 years. years. Wow, that's, that's pretty long. If he didn't really know about the poisonings. Well, they both later appealed to the Supreme People's Court. So Vang claimed that her sentence was unjust, while Guang asked for a reduction of his sentence. Mm-hmm. So um, during a hearing on February 1st, 2005, Van admitted to the charges of illegal possession of poison and two counts of murder and rom- robbery, mm-hmm. but continued to deny the other convictions. But in the end, her sentence was upheld. Yeah. But Guang's sentence was reduced from 21 to 17 years of imprisonment. Okay. So Van filed a request for a pardon to the president, Cheng Duk-leung, but this pardon was denied, so she was still up for um, basically execution, mm-hmm. the death penalty. I mean, I can't imagine any president, like, I'm sure the sort of public opinion was that she deserved it. So any president kind of granting her this um, pardon would not have been popular at all. Yeah, Mm. I bet. So her execution was scheduled for the 26th of October, 2005, Mm -hmm. um, to take place um, at cemetery the at the uh cemetery um by firing a squad at the cemetery so yeah apparently i guess saves the transportation so there's a bit of a um statement or like a um recollection of the day from um one of the members of the Judgment Execution Council, mm-hmm. um, whose name is Nguyen Song. Okay. So, Song. Um, so he stated that... Um, so when Van was escorted out of her cell, um, she was like struggling, like fighting, cursing. Mm-hmm. And then when she heard that the president had rejected the pardon, she like burst into tears and like was like full of despair Mm -hmm. they um had prepared a last meal for her but she like refused to Mm -hmm. eat it and remained like uncooperative and this um this mr song said that seeing lay lay um attitude he understood the psychology of death row criminals so I tried to gently advise her saying like you should understand that we are also very sad that we have to take like um a, a person's life mm-hmm. um but this is a fate that cannot be changed you should cooperate like if you have any sort of last wishes share them with me and like I'll help as much as I can mm-hmm. and so she thought and then um said to him like that before 
um, shooting, they, they'd remove her blindfold so that she can, like, see um, her family and, like, the scenery around for the last time. Mm-hmm. So he did actually um, um, fulfill her wish. So her family and was there. It sounds like it, or at least some people were there right. to, like, watch and he thought that like since he was like surprised by this proposal he thought like oh i think at the very end she like felt the value of life and like Mm. repented but it was like too late but who knows so yeah in the end she was executed at around 5 a.m in the morning Mm mm-hmm but he did, um, her last wish was fulfilled and she was able to like see the scenery for the last time. But yeah, so October 25th, 26th, she was executed for her mm-hmm. crimes. I mean, I'm normally against the death penalty, but if I had to choose a way of execution, it would have been cyanide. In this yeah, case, specifically. In this case, yeah. I mean, 13 people, and you just imagine all of their family members lost someone for such a random, pointless reason. Like, no reason, to be fair. And, yeah, it's just so unfair. Right. <sighs> So there's a lot that obviously remains sort of subject to debate. Mm-hmm. Um, so a journalist uh, suggested that maybe like her unstable life, like growing up during a war, childhood issues, and maybe like her repeated like imprisonments and like might have led her to sort of commit murder. Mm-hmm. But honestly, I feel like that's not enough. Yeah. That that doesn't. Yeah. Um the author of the book Criminology of Serial Poisoners Mm. commented that Van was a financially motivated killer Mm. who intentionally committed her crimes across multiple provinces Mm. so that they wouldn't easily be linked together, Mm -hmm. which I think makes sense. And in the aftermath of her crimes, um, there were four main lessons the police and the public had to to learn from the case. One, obviously, being to be wary of strangers, especially who, like, try to, like, make you eat or drink something or with them or just in general. That police should, like, closely monitor suspects, like, people just generally if they, like, seem suspicious to them. Mm. That and that there should be more like advanced investigation techniques, and that there should be stricter measures regarding the management of poisons. Mm. Which, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, in this case, how are you supposed to know that you know the person you're meeting or just having lunch with in a public place is gonna spike your food with cyanide when you look away for a second? Yeah, but generally, I think it's, like, be wary of strangers. Like, if they just approach you out of nowhere for weird-seeming reasons. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Um, I have a bit more on cyanide, mm-hmm. and then I'm done okay. because this was supposed to be a short yeah, case. Yeah, I, but I like, was gonna say you said this now. was gonna be a short one. It was. It technically is a short case. Um, so, like we talked about a bit, so cyanide is classified as a very toxic chemical mm. that paralyzes cellular respiration. Mm. So, yeah, like we said, like difficulty. Um, taking up oxygen mm-hmm. basically um poisoning with cyanide happens very very quickly causing paralysis of the medulla oblongata which i guess is a part of the brain i mm-hmm. think so because cyanide was so dangerous it was actually used by nazis under a different name to like kill prisoners oh, during world war Two. and a, char- a characteristic of cyanide is that it like it very quickly disappears mm-hmm. in the body. Mm-hmm. So here's the thing I was talking about. So the investigators repeatedly conducted like experiments with the cyanide on like four-legged animals mm-hmm. with like different doses of the toxin, but no matter what, like the results didn't show any cyanide. Right. Wait. And the reason is that sugars and aldehydes destroy cyanide. So the dose that remains in the body is much smaller than it would have actually been because it just gets destroyed. I mean, from what I've heard, from what you said, you only need such a tiny little pinch to poison someone. Yeah. And then to be able to still find traces of that is... I mean, I hope they can find it nowadays, but if they do find it, that's really impressive. Right? Yeah. Wow, okay. So there we go. Whoa. Is that... I'm so sorry that ran so long. No, no, it's... I mean, you covered 13 murders, so (laughs) that is going to take some time. But, wow. That's crazy. And I feel like, you know, with these cases, you can't really go into a lot of detail uh, with like the victim's families because there's just so many, so many of them. And of course, just with the articles, maybe not reporting them, but we kind of Mm. forget or not forget, but just gloss over. Is that the right word? Yeah. Because just, yeah, there's one after the other after the other. Whereas with cases where there's maybe just one victim, we can go into so much detail about what their families go through or what that person's mm. life was. But these were just 13. Oh, sorry about that. Sorry. Yeah, and the thing... What was that? I just kind of touched my microphone holding the pop filter. So there's like a huge spike in sound. But anyway. Oh, okay. uh, yeah. You, you um, what I was going to say is... Um, it's super sad because there's just so little information on the victims Mm. in this case like i tried to the ones where i could find it like i think you noticed that i did mention it but for a lot of them there really just wasn't any information which is so sad Mm -hmm. so i don't know why that is um but yeah there was just very little information on them Mm. Yeah. I mean, it's awful. It is. But I'm glad they got her in the (sighs) end, even though it did take some time. And they are 
changing things up, being more aware, managing or I guess controlling the poisons better. Um, mm. And I want to thank you for picking this case, despite all the pronunciation <laughs> risks you have Gosh, to take. Yeah. Um, yeah, I tried. You did. You definitely did. And if you are from Vietnam, let us know how Julia did. <laughs> or do you not want to know? You don't need to tell me. I know it's <laughs> Only bad. let us know if it was good. Um, and I just kind of want to apologize for the low energy that I had in this episode. We were supposed to start uh, one and a half hours earlier. Yeah. yeah. And just because of guys, life got in the way almost... and the technical difficulties. It's like after midnight for Lena right now, and I feel so bad for her because she needs to work in the That's morning. All right. So That's right. it's really not. I mean, <laughs> would it make you feel better if I told you I played games last night till 1 a.m.? So. Okay, then I feel less bad. I mean, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah, no, but I, I do feel tired though for some reason. So I don't know why. When I'm. Obviously, when I'm playing games, I forget the time and I'm not that tired, but now I do feel yeah, it. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, if I was a bit kind of just uh, the whole time or yawning, <laughs> I'm sorry about that. Nothing's as bad as how often I had to sneeze <laughs> and like pull up my snot. I'll have to see how much of that I can actually cut out. Yeah, if, you know, it's makes it more real, doesn't it? Um, and... <laughs> I just wanted to say this before we forget. We are going to take a little oh, break. Yes. Uh, just because of traveling during the holidays. We won't be able to record. Uh, so we will take a break. And, you know, this year it's all on a Monday. So we are going to be on hiatus, right? On Christmas yep. Day, 25th Monday. And on New Year's Day, the 1st of January. So yes. do not expect us there. We will not post and we'll be back on the 8th, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, there's still a few episodes before we wait. Only one, right? Yeah. One episode. Yeah. So next Monday, you will still get the um, in-between and then, yeah, then there will be two weeks break and we will be back with episode 15, uh, Lena's next mm -hmm. case on January 8th. Exactly. Um, yeah. Do you have anything else you wanted to add? Um, since I also don't know what I'll be doing for the in-between, I can't give <laughs> no you any hints. <laughs> uh, this episode no. comes out next week, right? Yeah. Okay, well, guys, it's not Christmas yet, but enjoy the festive seasons, whatever you celebrate. And yeah, yeah. Happy life holidays yeah. all right have a good <laughs> yes, night I'm gonna go if sleep. that's the time for you yeah. yeah join lena if it's that time for you and enjoy the rest of your day mm -hmm. if it's that time for you as it is for me mm -hmm. um i think i need to go to sleep as I well mean, it's but <laughs> already so uh, what time is yeah it looking it's 4 30 <laughs> That is very early to get dark. It looks like nighttime. Like, and there's no difference. Yeah. Just. Oh, wow. Okay, it's still a little. There's still some light. 
yeah it's just in my room yeah. it's super dark okay. <laughs> and i th- well you can get, get some rest that. you're still sick so yeah well deserved all right yes we won't i hope you guys enjoyed that keep you any longer uh no see you next week with the and last... i won't keep lena any longer thank you with the last episode of the year <laughs> Okay. all right guys and yes yeah have a good one. one take care good night bye bye